welcome to Different From The Other Kids, a weekly podcast for parents of challenging children with your host, Angela Sunis, author of the Amazon best-selling book, Different From The Other Kids. Each week, Angela interviews an individual or professional within the mental health community. Thank you and welcome to another episode of Different From The Other Kids. Thank you so much, Dr. Kostovic, for coming in today and having a conversation with us. May I first ask, what kind of medicine are, do you practice? I practice emergency medicine for almost 30 years. And last five, six years, I started practicing pain medicine. And that's where I am now. So I'm working in uh, different pain clinics. In different pain clinics. That must be yeah. cha- That's challenging work, what you're doing. Yeah. So what would you say your job is generally as a pain doctor? Well, there is uh, several segments there. One is medication. One is we do, we do all kinds of eject- injections, helping people with pain. And third part is really understanding and supporting patients through mm-hmm. their journey. Okay. Um, and do you ever have occasion to prescribe medical cannabis? Actually, yes. So five, six years ago, I was approached by the patient who asked me to help him get off narcotics mm-hmm. and to lose weight with cannabis. And I was kind of shocked. I was just like, you know what? So I told him, sure, just let me read a bit about it. So I read what I could, but I really didn't know. He guided me through the whole process, but he was off narcotics and he lost 100 pounds. Wow. And he got his life back. It's not just about being off narcotics. I can see now, and I can say now, I don't know if if there's any studies showing that, but narcotics, I I call that slowly kill you. You know, kill your soul, really. Mm -hmm. So he, he was the first one to show me that it doesn't have to be that way. So from there... I started prescribing and really advocating for for cannabis. What would you say makes it an effective choice for people in pain, specifically? I, I work with lots of patients with fibromyalgia. That's, um, that's a majority of my practice. So fibromyalgia it has a few big segments, one being pain, then one being stiffness, uh, being problems with sleep, so cannabis addressed all of that. Mm-hmm. What? How would you, if we could get into a little bit of the background of medical cannabis and how it works, I've been studying it recently. If uh-huh. Could you describe to people listening what the difference is between THC and CBD? Uh-huh. So what we thought, what we most of us think about cannabis is really what THC is. You know, young kids getting high, that's really THC properties. So uh, there are 150 components, or I I read somewhere that there is many more, which are active components in a cannabis plant. Mm -hmm. We know a little bit about THC, CBD, and few more. So Uh, so, so THC and CBD are just components of... Cannabis. Yeah, right? just two of the many, many components. Okay. And maybe that's that's why when you take cannabis, not two people have the same uh, results or same effects because there's so many more we don't know about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. THC, which is the most studied one and well-known, goes into our brain. 
where are CB1 receptors and uh, connects there. Uh, CBD goes to CB2 receptors, mm. which are mostly, there are some in the brain, but mostly in, in your tonsils, in your guts, in your lymph nodes. So it doesn't have that psychoactive properties as uh, THC has. So that's the explanation why CBD is not psychoactive. Okay. But that's why it has such a huge anti-inflammatory component. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, you're talking about medical cannabis, and I'm not saying that you would be an expert in this, but what would you say the difference, major difference is between medical cannabis, pot that somebody might find on the street? Lots of my patients, they don't have money to buy cannabis from LPs, which is regulated by government of, of Canada. An, L so, an LP being a licensed producer, I'm assuming you're saying, yeah? Yeah. They, they go to dispensaries. The only thing is, it's hard to know what's in cannabis, what's it sold on the street. I had a patient who who bought a capsules uh, mm. for, and he is um, ADHD, high anxiety, a little bit of paranoia. So it's, it's all kind of side dishes for me mm -hmm. as a pain doctor. So he got capsules. He did so well for a month. Mm-hmm. You know, his anxiety went down, he was sleeping fine, and then next month he bought the same capsule, and he got paranoid. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't, so what you're thinking is it so, wasn't the same product? Yes, yes, and that's what I find, they are not consistent, they're they not really, and they, they don't test their cannabis, it's too expensive. Mm -hmm. So maybe they think they're selling one kind, mm -hmm. but that's not what they bought. So I think that's the biggest problem with the, with the pot on the street. It's hard to know what's in it. Right. Benefits from, from LP is that LP is tested on a regular basis. So what they say they sell, it is. On the streets, you have no idea. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the that's the biggest benefit. Also, I would like to have that's still not happen not happening. But if you are with LP, then I should know exactly how much are you using. Mm -hmm. So I can talk to you and say, hey, use a little bit more. You use a little bit less. Let's try with this strain. Why are you afraid? Well, you know why using too much. So that's all. Uh, things I can control if you are having a license, uh, cannabis from licensed producers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, so somebody who suffers from mental health difficulty, let's start with over the age of 25. Would you say that medical cannabis could be something that would be a good thing for them, perhaps? So I have a great results for patients with anxiety and depression. Again, it's CBD only. Oh, really? Still only CBD for those for those ones. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, if if there is THC, and I'm kind of, it's it's hard to tell. If it's THC, then it has to be low THC, and it has to be indica only. It's so many things about THC. You have to be really careful. Mm -hmm. That I'm trying. So what I'm doing, I'm loading people with CBD, mm -hmm. and then. Then I see if there are any more problems and if I can address it with a little bit of THC. Mm -hmm. you know, not everybody responds to 20% of THC. Right. Uh, well, right. a lot of people, they just freak out, really. Mm -hmm. uh, you know? 
Oh, that's so interesting. I didn't realize that you wouldn't have used any THC for those for the mental health stuff. That's really interesting. Very, very interesting to know. The challenges for us, uh, different from the other kids, is that most people are associating marijuana with THC, and they're associating the challenges that people have heard with some of their kids going through basically what could be an onset of a psychosis as a result of THC hitting a brain under the age of 25 uh, while it's developing. So that's that's the challenge that we're having here at Different From The Other Kids. So this is really an important conversation, and I thank you for it, because that is something that my daughter has been utilizing, now not medical cannabis. She was actually just refused from one of the LPs, even though she's off all of, all of her medication now, from using basically weed to help her manage her symptomology and help her come off her, her pharmacy meds. I'm getting two different sides of the story, so I really appreciate that you're that you're speaking to me. And they are, and they are all, uh, they're both true. Yes, they both are both true. true. I agree, yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult. Not everybody is the same, so uh, not every patient responds. So what we really need to do, we need to do studies. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And have some, some confidence in, in, with that. You know, I can, I can play around. It's easy for me. I work in pain clinics. I see patients on a regular basis. So it's really easy to manage their symptoms. Mm -hmm. if, if you go to, to get a license from doctor who prescribes cannabis and who sees you once and then he's going to see you in three months or in a year, he doesn't feel safe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He doesn't know what's going to happen to you. He doesn't know you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it's many, many things in play there. Yes. But I, well, we need to do research. Mm -hmm. Is there a favorite way for you to prescribe the medical cannabis? Because I know that there's there's flour you people can vape, and then there's oil, and there's uh, other things. So, what would you? What is your? Do you have a favorite delivery method of the CBD? Yes, I do. I prescribe mostly oil mm -hmm. because when you inhale, when you vaporize, like smoking is just not good. Not good for you, and it's really not good for cannabis itself because cannabis is temperature sensitive. Mm. So when you smoke, you cannot control. So 25-30% goes into the garbage or goes into the air. Mm. When you when you vaporize, you, uh, vaporizers are, are already made that way that you get most of the active components in cannabis. But it, either way... Um, I didn't know that. Substance becomes active within five minutes, peaks uh, shortly after that and it's out between two and four hours and this is smoke this is smoking specific this is, this is vaporizing vaporizing when you take it as an oil effects are longer between 30 and 120 minutes but stays longer stays longer in the system six to eight hours so for people with chronic problems it's better for them to have the same level same concentration longer when you ask me my favorite way of of administration would be probably patch mm -hmm. but that's not yet approved uh, for two reasons one reason is i would avoid liver everybody's liver is different and it's all metabolism is different and uh, so if we have a patch it would go transdermal it would it would be better for my patients, especially for fibromyalgia patients mm -hmm. who are very sensitive to everything anyways. So that would be my favorite method. So we're hopefully working on it. Yeah, I hope so too. Yeah, I think
conversation would help. Mm -hmm. Support from parents would help. Mm -hmm. We all need to know that we don't know much about cannabis and mental illness. Mm -hmm. And there is no, I would love to have a, you know, take one aspirin a day. Mm -hmm. And it's 81 milligram. I would love that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But we are not there yet. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that we have to stigmatize the cannabis. Okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. Okay. So what's the interest in the public for for mental health young people? And Like, is there interest, you're asking me? Yeah. yeah. Oh, there is, but it seems to be driven by the young people themselves more than the parents. The parents seem very, very fearful of anything to do with pot and their children. And in some cases, for good reason. Yeah, the, the interest seems to be more towards the, the younger people than it is the older people. And as you're saying, it's more to do with stigma than it is anything else. I really believe it to be, from my experience, at least with a daughter with bipolar, She and she will tell you in, in a subsequent podcast, uh, that it was really a very, very important part of her treatment, a very important part of, of her being able to cope. So that's the interest seems to be coming more towards that generation coming and they're asking, they're talking to me and then I talk to their parents and their parents have a completely polar opposite view of the whole thing. So that's that's where I'm that's where I'm at, and that's where why I'm having this conversation with you, and why I'm so grateful to have it. Okay, so uh, just another tip. A couple of years ago, I by mistake I went to the conference, uh, not even knowing what's about. It was about mental health and diet and supplements. Mm -hmm. it's, yes, it's just like you know, we just have to be open. And I agree a thousand percent. A thousand percent. Thank you so so much for your time. I really appreciate it. We're sitting here, and I really appreciate your time. Okay. okay, thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Different from the Other Kids, made possible with the support of Regal Junction, your connection to quality and stylish premium pet products. You can find them online at www.regaljunction.ca. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. And now a disclaimer. In general, I, Angela Sunis, am not a doctor, and I certainly don't play one on the internet. I'm a parent, period. The advice from me presented on Different from the Other Kids does not replace advice received directly from a medical health professional. If you think you need help, I do recommend making an appointment with your physician or other appropriate health care provider.